How many days do you think you need to visit Universal Orlando? This is a question that we get a lot, and it depends, right? It depends on a couple of things. Are we talking about just theme park days, or are we talking about if you go to Universal Orlando Resort and stay at a hotel, how many days do you think you can do? We, so many people ask us this question, and I think what happened in the past is Universal was never a destination place for a vacation. It was more like, I'm going to Disney. I'm going to make a stop at Universal while I'm at Disney. Yeah. But over the course of the last couple of years, Universal's really stepped up their game and has made it a destination place. So I think this question has, or the answer to this question has changed over the years. Or are we just not in denial anymore and we're realizing that Universal does have a lot to <laughs> offer? Maybe that is it. Because if you are a fan of the podcast, so we do another podcast called Unlocking the Magic. We've been doing it for seven years. If you're a fan of that podcast, five years ago, Universal to us was the place that shall not be named. Totally. And we didn't talk about it at all. And then recently we've gone and they've stepped up their game and we had a great time. Maybe it's because our kids have grown and they're older now, so they're able to do more. Uh, but I think it's definitely a place where you could spend at least minimum three days to me. One day at Universal Studios, one day at Islands of Adventure, and Although I'm not a huge water park guy, Volcano Bay is pretty awesome. Get your Volcano Bay access. Get your 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 poolside drink. Your, get your tapu tapu going. You get all that, and you have a good time. So, all right, there's so three parks right now: Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, Volcano Bay. I do think that you can do more than one day at each of these parks. Like Universal Studios, to me, in my opinion. It is an easy park to navigate, but it is also a place where there is a lot to see if you take your time really appreciating things. And I think the second day when you go, you kind of pick and choose what you are favoriting that 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 time. So, for an example, when I go to Universal, I get to go through the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and I get to get my fix with the Back to the Future and all the nostalgia part that Universal offers. And then, of course, like my favorites the next day would be like riding the mummy. I love that attraction so much. Super or even E.T., right? Yeah, just doing all that the second day. So I personally think you can do at least three days and excluding Volcano Bay. Volcano Bay, to me, is a bonus. It's not something I always have to do, but it with if I were to do it, it would be like the fourth day. So for you, three days at Universal Studios is minimum. But for you, it's two days at Universal Studios and then one day at Islands of Adventure. Yes. Yeah, so Universal Orlando Resort, two days Universal Studios, one day at Islands of Adventure. And don't forget, they do have that pass where you can go to both parks in one day. That being said, we have done it couple times. The only difference, I think, is that you get to really experience Hogwarts Express, which is definitely a must-do at least once, but I don't know if I necessarily absolutely need a park-to-park -park ticket every time I go. What did you think of Hogwarts Express? I liked it. I thought it was extremely immersive, and I thought it exceeded my expectations, which is actually kind of hard to do, because I go into these things with really high expectations, unlike you with the low low uh, expectations philosophy i'm always thinking to myself it costs quite a bit to get here and i want to be blown away and i really was yeah i always go into everything with low expectations because that's the key to life movies <laughs> theme parks dinners whatever it is you're doing if you go in there with low expectations usually you will be pleasantly surprised all right now let's talk about hold on i'm not done talking about hogwarts express here for oh, a second because okay. i gotta warn some people out there what's that so they do stick you in there with other people which is a negative for me <laughs> 
that was the only awkward part for me. I do agree. It was very immersive. It was very cool to see the train and sit inside the train as it seems like you're going across the English countryside. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was two random people in there with us, and it it got quite awkward sitting in a room waiting to go with two people you don't know. Yeah, I mean, the cabin is tight. It's not necessarily the roomiest spot. So if you are a little afraid or maybe even an introvert. Like me. It was a little bit like you could, I mean. It's hard, too, because you're sitting directly across from them. Yeah. So it's not like you can not say anything. But it was a great family that we got to ride with, and they were troopers. I think they could tell that we were very much a family of introverts, and they didn't make it awkward. At least I didn't see that they made it any more awkward than it needed to be. But, yeah, good hot tip, I think, for your first journey through. Be prepared. Uh, yes, be prepared for that for that experience. The other sure. thing about uh, going to the park-to-park is, unlike Disney, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure are pretty close together. It's a little bit of a walk, but it's not that far of a walk to go from one park to the other. So if you do have a park hopper pass or whatever it's called, you are able to kind of go into each park pretty easily. See, I wouldn't even do that. It's either buy the park to park and be okay with it, ride Hogwarts Express. I think it's a must do at least once. But I don't necessarily ever find the need to go hopping around. Like it's sometimes not worth it to me. I'd rather just even if it's happened to be busy at a certain park that day, I would just rather get try to get the most of it. You find that sometimes just traveling or walking a distance, it's kind of not worth it. By the time you get there, you're tired and you could have just waited in line and been happy. Right. Well, we asked this on social media as well. On Twitter, we are unlocking. No, on Twitter, we are WDW Unlock Magic. On Instagram, we are Unlocking the Magic Podcast. And on our Patreon Facebook group, if you want to join us inside of there, we do extra podcast episodes. We asked people this exact question. And what do you think the results were? I think most people said two days. That's right. Oh, really? The majority of people said two days. On Twitter... Everybody said two days is ideal. Just pick fa- uh, You can just pack your faves into one. They're saying that two days minimum is the minimum amount because one day Islands of Adventure, one day Universal Studios. People are kind of forgetting about Volcano Bay here. What about maximum? Maximum, I think they're saying three or four. I think it depends on how much you like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and how much of a Harry Potter fan you are because I do think that Although, even if you're not a Harry Potter fan, but if you are one especially, you could spend a whole day in there alone. Right. That's why I don't think one day would ever be enough, even if – I just don't think you'd get to to immerse yourself in any of the storytelling or anything that Universal, I think, is doing really well lately. So I don't know if that would be the case. But that being said, a lot of these folks that are replying are probably doing Disney vacation and then adding Universal in between or at the the beginning of their trip, which is totally fine and doable. And we've done it, and it's a lot of fun, especially if you have older kids that want to ride thrilling attractions that they're not necessarily finding over in Walt Disney World. However, I do think you can spend a lot more time in Universal Orlando, and I do think now more than ever, I'm noticing that even the resorts and the hotels are actually really, the theming is spot on, and it's pretty immersive. Yeah, for sure. I think Universal is becoming a destination location versus a side project location. Right. Whereas you go to Disney, and you're like, I'm going to go a day at Universal while I'm at my Disney vacation. I think 
Universal is doing a really good job of becoming a place that you can go to and not have to go to Disney. You could have a, you could spend a week at Universal. Hot take here. You could spend a week at Universal, go to the parks three times, go to Volcano Bay once, spend a day or two at your resort, and you're going to have a great time. Yeah, and a lot of these resorts, like I said earlier, the theming is spot on. They have water taxis that take you to the resorts. You really don't have to leave the area. I think if I were to do a seven-day trip to Universal specifically, I would want to stay on property at one of these resorts, especially since that's really the way I think you can get yourself immersed in a, a vacation escape type experience. Yeah. And a lot of these resorts, they offer certain things depending on the price level, price point, but they have, for an example, there are some that offer free Universal Express Unlimited. There's also option where you can go into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter up to one hour before park open. So there's really, I think, benefits that they try to enhance with your stay. Now, all this is great, but we didn't even talk about City Walk, which is another whole area in Universal Orlando that I think has its own space of its own. So if you're doing let's say a seven day trip, you can also carve in time to go see the restaurants over there, activities over there that you might want to do. I think it is a different type style. I think there's a lot more energy, a lot of loud music. I think it definitely caters to an older crowd just for those reasons, but definitely worth a visit and and incorporating that into your vacation package. Yes. City walk has the food and wine on a weekend vibe to me. Yeah, it's very like pump it up. I think they get it because like when you go to Universal and you're trying to visit either parks that you're going to, whether it be Islands of Adventure, Universal Studios, you have to walk through City Walk. And I think the reason they pump it up so much and like the the volume of the music and the energy of everyone around you is to get you get you the courage to go into the incredible Hulk coaster or to go into the Velocicoaster and really have that strength and stamina to, or nerve, the nerve to do everything. Yeah, that's, the nerve is the key way to do that. Yeah. But I, I you know, I don't know. I, I like City Walk. I thought it had a good vibe. Now, it is a lot of walking. City Walk is a great name for it because it is a long walk from your car to get into one of these parks. City hike. (laughs) It's city mile. They should miles. Miles. Multiple miles because once you're uh, even at the end of your night, you know we often talk about how unappealing getting on the monorail is after you leave the Magic Kingdom. You have that same feeling when you leave the park because you're like, all right, my night's over. I was at Islands of Adventure all day. It's time to go back to the car. Oh no. Yeah. We have about a half an hour walk back to the car. It's such a long walk. Yes, there are ways, walkways that are movable that do help, but not necessarily great when people don't actually utilize them to walk. I know I've been guilty of this with the past where I just stand on them because my feet are that tired and sore. And I Which is fine. Them. That's what they're for. But if you are one of those people, just stand to the side. Stand to the right. Stay to the right. Stay to the right. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's something that is definitely – some not talked about often enough is even the the fittest of people are ending up crawling out of that city walk area to their vehicle or wherever at, in the evening. Yeah, I like those walkways that move, but I can't stand not moving on them. So I never use them, and I'm extra tired at the end We're because I don't use them. We're actually getting to the car separate times. Yeah, because I'm, I just can't stand waiting behind somebody who's not moving. And like, I don't care if you I don't want to move. Just stay to the side. And I, and I can't. Oh, yeah, you're perfectly fine with just standing I'm there. I'm happy. I make a new friend on there. So an ideal trip for you is three days, right? Two days 
Universal Studios, one Islands of Adventure. For the park itself. And then if I were going to do, actually stay and do a visit at Universal Orlando, and really I think the way to maximize that is by staying at least five to seven days on property, going to the park a couple of days, and probably my biggest hot tip on that would be to, as a huge Disney fan, is to just avoid anything Disney while you're there so you don't get that feeling of disappointment like you're missing out on also Disney because, I don't know, I think that's hard to do, right? When you're traveling, Very. yeah, it's like the, it's it's got two different total el- elements, Walt Disney World is very immersive in the storytelling and that magical feeling that you get when you're there. Whereas Universal, it's very energetic. You want to ride the rides. You want to have a good time. Less, It's a lot more casual. Yeah. But it's j- just as fun. I just think they're just too separate. I don't know if I would miss Universal by going to Walt Disney World, but I would always miss Walt Disney World by just going to Universal. So that's why I, I'm saying if you do do that, just – Try to avoid, don't go to Disney Springs or don't do anything Disney. And then you'll you'll never even know it's there. That is a good point. And that's a good way to d- kind of describe which one is a higher ranking, Disney World or Universal, because yeah. of that factor that you just said. Like, right. you can go to Disney World, go to the four parks or the and the water parks, stay on the resorts, and not even think twice about Universal. Right. But when you're in Orlando and you're at Universal Studios... There's always that little thing in the back of your brain that says, you know what? Disney's kind of close. Yes. And it's very easy to kind of take a ride or hop in an Uber and head over to Disney Springs. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because if you head over to Disney Springs, you are going to spend a day at some sort of uh, park, whether that's Magic Kingdom or Epcot or Hollywood Studios. As soon as you hit Disney Springs, you're going to realize, oh, no, I'm so close to Disney. I got to go one day. And there goes all your last your wallet. Yeah, because one day at Disney is expensive. Definitely. If you're not staying, like, if you don't have a package or you're not getting multiple tickets, like, one day is the most expensive way to do Disney. Right. So, I agree. But one thing I have to say before we wrap it up here is give the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, even if you're not a Harry Potter fan, a chance. Because it it has turned me into a semi-fan. Our kids love Harry Potter. They read the books, they've watched the movies, and I was never a fan. But seeing what Universal did with this part of the park really made me kind of want to go back and find a little bit of interest in those books and in those movies so I can kind of see for myself what it's all about. I thought that was a really neat thing that happened for you, especially because seeing how the kids and I are more of a fan and we, of course we're going to have a good time, but seeing you as you're kind of taking one for the team, yeah. not, you weren't like against going, you're just, this isn't, probably going to be my favorite and i noticed from the time we arrived it just everything changed for you and it actually made you want to kind of hang out watch the movie with the kids or like you said read a book listen to audiobook and really get to know the story of harry potter a little bit more than what's shown in the park yeah i had no interest i was literally taking one for the team and going with you guys to the wizarding world of harry potter but then as soon as you walk through that tunnel and you exit on the other side into the streets of London. I was amazed at what they did and really immersed in trying to figure out what everything was. At that point, I was kind of looking around and being like, all right, you know what? What were you telling me about that over there? What is that from the books? Explain that to me. Yeah, and then there's a new part coming to Universal, correct? Epic Universe is coming in 2025, I believe. So we're we're a couple years away still. Okay. But they're really doing some construction on this Epic Universe. And from what I've read... 
I don't want to talk about rumors here on this podcast, but it's going to be great, and it's going to really make it even more of a destination place to go to Universal for a week. Interesting. I wonder if they're going to cater to younger kids too. I think that's the only challenge that we hear often and we experienced for ourselves was that the majority that we talked to also say that Universal wasn't necessarily part of their plans until their kids got older because there was just not enough for them to do when they were younger. I know for us, we never necessarily love to keep any of our kids kind of Singled out, right? Singled like, we never out. want to go do something with them, so we have to wait with one of them while right. the other ones do. We don't want to do it together. We never did, for example, Child Swap and Disney. We never did any of that, riding Rider Swap. So I do agree that it is something that you would probably more appreciate as the kids get older, although I do love areas like Seussland and things like that, that that are offered. But I agree. I think that it is a place that, it, it happened for us, and that's why I'm saying that it could just be the timing for us where as the kids got older, we really started to appreciate what Universal has to offer. If your kids love thrill rides, once they're tall enough to go on all the thrill rides, that's when you could make it a week vacation. I agree. Because that's when they're going to get be able to get the most out of it, and they're not going to feel bad, and you won't feel bad that they couldn't go on things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not to leave it out altogether, we've had also the opposite happen where people have said, no, we've had a great time, our kids are older, we just sat with them or whatever, and that's fine. But for us, or in a lot of people who talk to you, that, that I think is, is true. All right, real quick, I'm going to wrap it up here. The majority of people on our Patreon Facebook page said two days. And then maybe one day for Volcano Bay. So two days was the majority. And then on Instagram, we are uh, unlocking the Magic Podcast. On Instagram, we did a poll on our Instagram stories where it was like 1,200 people voted. And 51% said two days. 24% said three days. And 18%, which came in third, said one day. I don't know why you would spend zero or one day. You got to spend at least two (laughs) minimum, right? Yeah, I mean, hey. It all depends on a couple of things, right? They don't like Universal. and Well, and whatever their wallet, you know. Or they have young kids. Maybe that was it. Yeah, maybe. Well, anyway, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Hit the subscribe button or leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. You can join us inside our Patreon group for some extra podcasts and live shows. The link is below, and we appreciate you hanging out with us here on the podcast. Bye, everybody. See you next time.